The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics. A friend of Medjugorje, the founder of Caritas, has been in Medjugorje the last uh, several days. Uh, and of course, there is also a Caritas pilgrimage group as well. The experience of Medjugorje is something that you really can't really talk about so much in words. You, There's been over 30 million people that have gone to Medjugorje. And the experience is something that most most people agree. It's not something that you can say. You have to go there you have to be there to experience it for yourself and oftentimes what you experience there is not something not only that you can't put into words but it's also something that's for you and so that's part of the reason why oftentimes the experience of Medjugorje can't be explained because it's something that it's specifically for you and this is something that uh, since the beginning of our Caritas pilgrimages in 1986 when a friend of Medjugorje first started to bring pilgrims there he spoke to them with the understanding that each each person was called there by Our Lady, and each person was called there specifically for the time frame that they are there to be on the group with that specific group of people that they were with. And we have seen this happen over and over and over again through thousands of testimonies that we have received through the course of the years. 
that people have said over and over and over again that you know, for people that had tried to go to Medjugorje so often and have never been able to make it and then eventually make it realized that that time that they had gone was the perfect time to go. And so uh, the invitation's always there. And uh, if there is uh, those of you who are feeling that call to go to Medjugorje, uh, you can always contact us here at Caritas and there is information on the website and uh, be more than uh, we'll be more than happy to answer any questions you might have about that. But again, we just offer this to you with the understanding that Our Lady is calling each person there. And a friend of Medjugorje feels very strongly in his heart, particularly during the anniversary time. He's there with his family to renew the call to Our Lady, to renew the call to her messages. Because a friend of Medjugorje is not here, we have uh, chosen some clips that we're going to play to you today of a talk that he gave to uh, some of the pilgrims in Medjugorje uh, these last few days, as well as a recent retreat that we had with a friend of Medjugorje in our community before he left to draw out some of the main points that Our Lady is speaking about in her messages these days. We pray that the Holy Spirit will be involved in this show and that the, it will touch some of your hearts as far as what you've been struggling with lately. Uh, but we have had... Uh, in our own community, events happening, connections happening that we see so strongly the Holy Spirit moving to lead us towards apostleship more and more. We've had a couple of our married couples that attended a, a, an agrarian convention this past weekend, and they came back with amazing stories of of the ability to connect with the people's hearts that they're, they can't take credit for. They know the Holy Spirit has preceded them to till the soil of hearts before they even arrive. And that all they have to do is simply sow the seeds and the seeds are taken in and the soil is already prepared. So we, we see that there is a movement of grace happening to help us, assist us in our apostleship. And so this first clip is really about encouraging us to change first our own mentalities, but not to be afraid to confront sin, because sin must be confronted in our world today in order for hearts to be led back to God. And so this is the founder of Kiritas, fresh from Medjugorje. You know, I confront people when they use God's name in vain. There was a guy came down one day our road, down our road, and um, <coughs> some of us were crossing the street, or someone was crossing the street, and they went across, and he, he hollered, hollered at God's name in vain. I jumped in a car, ran up to the parking lot, and chased him down 100 miles an hour. Got six miles down the road where the grocery store is, and he pulled in there. I said, don't you ever come by our place and use God's name in vain like that. Don't you ever blaspheme that. And uh, I was pretty hot about it. And so I'm down there two, three years later on the road, and I'm talking to one of the, they call them inspectors. We call them county informants or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> but anyway, they're out there looking at something on the road. We was talking about it. We know we're friends together. So this old shaggy-haired guy comes up. He said, I need to talk to you. And I said, well, just wait a minute. I'm talking to the county right now. Yeah, he waited patiently, and then he came over to me after. He says, you, you probably don't remember me, but um, three years ago or so, I came down here and used God's name in vain. You chased me down. And he said, I want you to know that shook me up so much that I went to church and got saved the next Sunday. You never know 
what you'll do by confronting people on their sins. Don't mean you're sinless. Don't mean you need to be confessing. But the scriptures we talked about the other day, before you see the splinter in your neighbor's eye, take the plank out of your own eye. Medjugorje is about taking the plank, taking the plank out of your eye because the lady does, does want you to confront evil. She does want you to confront sin. And it don't matter if you committed the same sin. But if you reform yourself, or you fight against it, or you strive to pray with the heart, you strive to get rid of your sin, you can admit, I'm a sinner, I've done that, but I know I harm my soul, and you're harming your soul, and you're not admitting that. At least confess it. Because there's people that's crippled. They're mentally crippled. I went to New York, worked with ABC 2020, Martin Sheen, the actor, for a whole year where we were doing things back and forth, and got to know a lot of people in New York. The owner of ABC News, sports, entertainment, and uh, news division. Top guy. He had total voting power. So I, I spent a lot of time up there with ABC. But Ed Koch, at that time, had pulled all the street people off the streets and put them in apartments, clothed them, trained them, put them on garbage trucks, the union job, $65,000, back then, 2500 of them. Within one year after training of a year, within the next year, every one of them, every one of them were back on the streets. I told Maria the story. I just came back from New York and through some of just how some people just, all right, sorry. I said, what they did for these people, it just shows you these people don't want to work. They don't want to do anything. She says, no. I says, yeah, they're, lot, they're sorry people. She says, no, they're not. I said, Maria, I explained the whole story to her. And she says, no, you got it wrong. And she says, I said, well, they're in poverty because of their own fault. She says, no, they have poverty of mind. It was like a lightning bolt. I was shocked. Yes, they were never taught. They were raised in a war zone. They never had parents. They never had what they were supposed to do. They never had a structure. They're crippled mentally. And I don't mean mental illness-wise. I mean they were never formed properly. They have no resilience. They have no capability of doing what they're supposed to be doing. And it was an amazing illumination for me of what this woman knows, Maria, from the woman who shows that you see Jesus in everybody, even the worst of people. There's some goodness or something in there because they have a soul from God, even if it's being damaged. And so mentalities have to change. You have to see things in a different way. And the way I saw that and the way I understood that was, was wrong. It, yes, they're lazy, but they have been damaged in life. There's always going to be people we're going to have to help take care of. It doesn't mean we still shouldn't do what Paul says. I work for my keep. If he does not work, he doesn't eat. And, and part of the structure that damages them and continues is that they don't require that out of him. So there's a lot of new thought that he's bringing to us as far as our mentality is how we approach things, which is really amazing. And it's self-proven to me, the apparitions. So we, we have this mentality that exists in us that we have to change and that other people are damaged in the way they do things, and they may be addicted to sin. But what you do have to do is tell them, this is sin. You're harming yourself. You've got to go to confession. A guy in New Mexico, I think it was, and he said, I have a problem. For three years, I went to confession every single week because I couldn't conquer it. And now here, for three years, it's happened. Now, three and a half years, it's broken. 
He went to confession every week, even though he failed over and over and over until God gave him the grace to break it. He wanted to. So you have to strive to change those things. And then also see that and once you get the plank out of your eye, you can, then you confront sin. A friend of Medjugorje has told this story for many years about the street people and the poverty of the mind. But I think that we are living in a time now that so many people that we meet just in our regular everyday activities that have poverty of mind that comes from really not knowing who they are, where they came from. And so in this next clip we're going to play is a, um, a gathering of the community that a friend of Medjugorje was addressing to speak about who we are. We are our ladies. And in being our lady, what is it expected of us? If you don't understand who our lady is, you can't say, I know who I am. And that's where Our Lady is, the second of the show talked about. Many people walk around in life and they can't say, I, I know who I am, because they don't. They're disconnected. And once you identify yourself as Our Lady's children, we know who we are. And is speaking in reference to what I said the other night, we are spiritual royalty because Mary is our mother, Jesus is our brother, and God the Father is our Father. And a lady literally is trying to make that contact. She said that in the message in an incredible way. You here on this earth, you, my children, my apostles, are living an earthly life in union with my children who have not come to know my son and who do not call me mother. And so I've called you, she says, for eternal good. She's gathering us as her children. On the heaven side, we're connected to her because the other children are connected to her except to us who dwell amongst them. You, my children, my apostles, are living in an earthly life in union with my children who have not come to know my love. They don't even know that. You're the one that's going to transmit that, and you're to transmit that in a way and a witness that takes courage and strength because the way she says it, you who do not call me mother, but do not be afraid to witness the truth. You who are not afraid and witness courageously the truth of my will miraculously win. They didn't in Ireland because her son who picked those shepherds need courage and strength. And that's why she said at the end, they belong to my son. He called them, pray that they may have strength and courage. She didn't say that to us. So you need to know these things fundamentally to know who you are. You can say, I know who I am. And I can speak with authority out there that she's going to deliver the grace and intercede for it to go beyond my words, beyond my witness of what I need to be. In the Lionsgate, the book here, tracks experiences of a limited number of IDF units, which is Israeli Defense Forces. Uh, he goes on and says, the book primarily materials come from 63 interviews. I conducted in Israel, France, and the United States, totaling about 370 hours. The focus is deliberately personal, subjective, nor does this book pretend the documents are the facts of the war. Why does he say that? He's saying like this dress. He says, this is not the facts, but I'm telling you the actual story of the war. How can he say that? He says, the narratives is the testimonies of soldiers and airmen. It is their memories. Memories can be a tricky animal. It is truth. Question mark. Is it history? Question mark. Is it fact? Question mark. I am less concerned with these questions, which are ultimately unanswerable, than the human reality at the moment. 
And there's going to be contradictions between each one. You've got one scripture verse saying, only by faith are you saved. In the book of James, it says, by faith and works you're saved. So the Protestants go on this one because Martin Luther did it. Martin Luther wanted to get rid of the book of James because he knew that this thing was a problem for what he was teaching about. It's not by works because the Catholic Church was paying for their indulgences and they were paying for this and they're doing this. and They didn't like that. It's incredible. Our lady's coming back to get this back. She's living right here in this message about you work. I want to see work. I want to see acts of truth to work. I want to see all these things happening. So what is faith without works? Your faith is displayed by your works. If you're not being charitable, you're not going out, you're not doing things for other people, you're not living for other people, your whole day when you wake up is for one purpose, to serve, to serve, and to serve. That's God's intentions for you. How are you going to do it? What are you going to do? Are you going to self-serve? Are you going to do what you want to do? Or are you going to do what God wants you to do? So this mission in itself brings us to a peace and a happiness and contentment. By living service, we have peace. You, you go to bed tired, you have long hours, but you know you serve today. You're not going to feel good about yourself if you don't serve. Self-serving always brings people to depression. Self-serving always brings destruction. It disintegrates everything. If you have a body of people that I'm going to give, I'm going to give, I'm going to give, yes, you're tired, Yes, you thought you was going to be able to do this. You can't do that. This is who we are. That's what Ali's asking. And so this is tiring, but it's not exhausting. I've talked about that. what the world is. Ali says tired. They're exhausted because the world, she says, or the world is going the wrong way, technological. is exhausting. Our tired is a different tired. And the apostles complain all the time they're tired. They just stop. They can't even stay asleep in the Garden of Gethsemane. I felt sorry for them because Jesus was going to them and says, you can't stay for one hour. I remember a story that uh, Patty, one of the mothers of the community, has told us that when she was, she had younger girls, and one day she went out shopping with all of the these little girls of the community, not just her own, but other uh, girls of the other families, and. It was quite a scene seeing all these seven, eight, nine-year-old girls all blonde-headed. And one of the uh, encounters that she had at the store, a woman came up to her and was kind of shocked at the scene. And she said, are these all yours? And Patty, in a hurry, thought, how can she explain this in just a few minutes? And she kind of just shrugged her shoulders, looked at the girls, and she looked at the woman. She said, yes, they're all mine. And all those little girls looked up at Patty and just smiled at her, smiled at each other. So even though they were of different families, they they knew who they were in the community of Caritas. And in that that knowing, there was that security. And so a friend of Medjugorje is speaking about who we are, to know who we are, to be have the knowledge that we are children of the kingdom. And to live that, not just to have knowledge of it, but that needs to be expressed in our own lives. This is the transition of what Our Lady is doing with Medjugorje, transitioning us, being children of the world to children of God. And Medjugnomics is about that transition of becoming less reliant on ourselves, more reliant on God, and letting Him give us cognition through experiences where we can trust Him for our future. So this next segment is a story about one of those cognition moments in the community in which we had begun this path 
of having to rely on God for our future in the weather because the agrarian life is filled with uncertainty of what kind of weather we're going to get when we need it. So he's going to be expressing this to give you cognition that these are the moments that will give you trust in God to be able to surrender, like Our Lady has told us to, to see God come to the rescue. The rain rained so hard, so quickly, that it was beyond us being able to recover. And we prayed three Hail Marys for it to rain, not against the rain, first, always positive. We prayed three Hail Marys. We used to do this in the community. Pray for three Hail Marys for it to rain, three Hail Marys that doesn't, and three more Hail Marys for God to decide what his will is to do it. And so this thing's going. I'm sitting on the back of five or six people out there. And so we're out there, and we're going and digging and digging and digging. And I'm thinking, okay, if it stops now, it'll be okay. But this, there was no sun coming out. It was completely gray clouds. Wintertime, fall, they set in. It doesn't stop. I've worked in the weather. I know the weather. My money depended on that if I made it or not. And then what took place was I turned the back hole down, shut down. It was over. So I resigned it. God wants it to rain. Within a few seconds of that happening, the rain ceased, and the sun didn't come out. It shadowed out, out from the, the clouds, because we was in the afternoon from the, from the west, into there, and the rainbow appeared right on there. And I tell you, all those men, I didn't say anything. We dropped to our knees, because that rainbow came right down on the head of Our Lady, and we know we saw an action of God, because he wanted to give us cognitions, prayers work, surrender works. God's will called upon will do what you do and bless your work. Our lady says, pray before you work, in your prayer will work, and God will bless it. If you don't pray before you work, you don't pray after you work, will God bless it? No, because she says that. Will it go the way it's supposed to? And if it goes bad, then you rely on the verse. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God. That's all we have to do. Love God, try to do his will. And everything goes your way. The bad and the good reverses to those who are called according to his purpose. So you live for his purpose. You understand who you are and say what you need to say. We've learned this lesson so many times. You can learn it the easy way, the hard way. The easy way is just surrendering your circumstances as they happen and trust God's going to come to your rescue. The hard way is to wait to ask him to come to your rescue and try everything in your mind that you can think of to remedy your situation. This is the walk of Our Lady. She often gives us circumstances that force us to grow in the ability to surrender. So the grayer in life is full of this. Everything We talked about this last week, that anything that can happen will happen to stretch your capacity and your cognition to limits that you never thought you could could break before. So this is, uh, again, what Medjugonomics is about, what we're, with the lessons that we're trying to help cultivate out there to you who are beginning this walk. And we are encouraged of getting so many feedbacks from different people to, to see that so many are taking this path. This last clip that we're going to play for you today is about building the messages into life, that this is the requirement of becoming apostles of Our Lady. And the fact that she's emphasizing apostleship so much these days 
tells you a little bit about what our future is, is what where we're heading in our future, and that there's no no longer a no longer can we sit back and let other people take the responsibility of being light in the world. But each of us has got to take that responsibility ourselves. Every time we walk out the door, get into our cars, walk into the bank, walk into the hairdresser, walk into our businesses, we have to be looking and praying for the opportunity to bring our lady into the lives of everyone we encounter. That's what people will do to you because you walk in the time of grace when the time of grace is over if you become her apostle. And those four criteria, we've been talking about it. I've never caught it until about two or three shows ago. The first is if you strive to pray from the heart. The second thing is if you offer all the sacrifices to her son, you suffer them for him. The third thing is, is that life is but a blink to you. Because if you're praying, you sacrifice, you're trying to pray for the heart, you realize that you're in a hurry. Every time I've heard this song, I always thought of myself, when it's, I'm in a hurry to get things done. I run, I run, I run. I'm in a hurry to get things done. And I'm in a hurry. I, I'm, I don't run upstairs just for running. Just run, I'm, I'm in a hurry. i got to get something done. i got to do this. I know I'm limited on the time I have because life is but a blink. And I don't want to be on my deathbed knowing that I didn't do everything. I, I know there's things not going to be written. I'm dying to get things written. You see my, my research office, if you ever peek in there, there's 50 boxes in there, just different information I want to write about. I can't even get to it. And I know there'll be things that if I waste time that should have been written that could have been converting people or give them some kind of moral destiny in the future, those who will need to see when the Antichrist and technologies come back, whatever it does and whatever happens and coming back to the last battle, that those materials not written would have helped them. And so we're part of something that's bigger than you, bigger than me, bigger than we can understand. And this is something important for us that we realize that we stop and pause and contemplate who we are. And that was so beautiful about this message, June 2nd message, is for the first time, she says, those people who don't call me mother. I haven't mentioned this side of the, the, the understanding of the message. I didn't even go in there and touch it because I wanted to touch on the non-believer sides. But who's the biggest non-believers of Our Lady? Except Protestants. They don't call her mother. They think that's blasphemy. But she just gave us a green light. You be courageous. That's why I don't have any qualms if we get with anybody else, any Protestants. We need now to start speaking because they're looking for something. They know they need something more than what Christ has been known for through the Scriptures because man today doesn't understand the Scriptures. These apparitions are so big and that you, if you deny them, you're in trouble. In the course of these kinds of broadcasts, it seems like the subject content may be a little chopped from here to there. We jump from one subject to another. Our Lady's messages are like this. Our Lady has come since 1981 with a plan of salvation for mankind, and she has to give us bite-sized pieces of the things that we can understand here and understand here and understand here and understand here. And Through the course of 34 years, Our Lady has done this, giving direction for today's man to understand the Scripture, as a friend of Medjugorje just said. So we're actually right now awaiting Our Lady's message that was given uh, just less than an hour ago through Maria, and uh, that message we'll be posting on the site, and many of you will be reading that uh, shortly after this broadcast. 
But but continue in your prayer, continue in your walk towards Our Lady, continue in your walk towards apostleship, and Our Lady will begin to guide your life, she'll begin to guide your family, you'll see everyday miracles happen, we see them here in the community, but this is something that's not just for us, this is something that Our Lady desires to establish in each place, everywhere in the world. You've heard a friend of Medjugorje mention this message before of Our Lady, where Our Lady said that if it was necessary, she would appear in every home, and we see that what Our Lady has done here through a friend of Medjugorje, through his family, through the witness here, is a window for you that you can understand how to live your life, how to change your life. And we we have a whole range of topics of stories that cover everything from how do you get married? How do you raise children? How do you have children? How do you grow up? How do you be kids? How do you walk into adulthood? And on and on and on. How do you grow old? How do you die? All of these things are subjects that are covered in the message, and there are so many things that, that Our Lady has deposited in wisdom and understanding of the message. And so we encourage you to continue in your prayer in this way and continue to pray for our mission, for our community. Uh, many of you have probably already seen the new website that was launched uh, early this morning. It's regarding Medjugorje, its, uh, its role in the church, your role as an apostle of Our Lady, and there's a lot of other topics that are also covered on the website, and so you can, we'll probably talk a little bit more about that tonight. And on behalf of a friend of Medjugorje, Caritas of Birmingham, the community of Caritas, Medjugorje.com and Radio Wave, we wish you Our Lady, we love you, goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.